Welcome to Soul Talk, soulful conversations exploring who you are, why you're here, and how to live your most authentic life. My name is Coop Blackson, nationally best-selling author of You Are The One, transformational teacher, and your host. I invite you to subscribe to the Soul Talk podcast for weekly inspiration from me, where I will share with you some powerful ideas, thoughts, and practical life wisdom to help you live life more fully, freeing yourself from your past, reclaiming your power, and living your true life's purpose. You can also go to www.coopblackson.com, enter your name and email to download my free two-part video training series and learn the ultimate secrets to happiness and fulfillment. Let's get started with Soul Talk. Welcome, folks. Welcome to another very special episode of the Soul Talk podcast. It's great to have you back with me today. Uh, I'm very excited about uh, my guest today. Uh, I consider him a, a friend uh, in, a, in a certain sense. He probably doesn't know a mentor. Uh, I started reading his books from a very young age. Uh, before I even had a relationship, I was reading his books as a kid in London, South London, and uh, it was a real pleasure to get to, to know him and just such a uh, genuine, sincere, authentic, and fun human being, but also uh, brilliant as well. He's the author of arguably the most well-known trusted relationship book of all time. Men are from Mars, women are from Venus, USA Today listed the book. If you haven't read it, by the way, folks, check it out. Uh, it was listed as one of the top 10 most influential books of the last quarter of a century uh, in hardcover. It was the number one best-selling book in the 90s. And let me tell you, as, a, as an author who's written one book on, onto his uh, second book right now, currently, uh, that's no small feat. Uh, books have been translated into 45 languages. I mean, the guy's been on Oprah, Dr. Oz, CBS, Good Morning America. I mean, the list goes on. Author of over 20 books. He's a legend. It's great to have him on. John Gray, the one and only. Thanks for coming on. Dude, always a pleasure to spend time with you. You are a gym. Thank you. Thanks for saying yes. It's great to have you back. As you know, look, we're in, we're in the midst of some... Uh, Interesting times right now, challenging times, unique times. And uh, I mean, I certainly haven't been through anything like this in my lifetime, seeing what's happening. You know, the world is, has been, is been in quarantine and lockdown and there's so much uncertainty in the world. And I have, I have a lot of questions for you. And, you know, I think a lot of people already know who you are, John. Uh, we did an interview with you before. Uh, so I just, if it's okay, I would love to just dive right in and would love to hear your thoughts on... Firstly, we're going to dive into relationship stuff, but I would love to hear your thoughts on just this time we're in. I mean, what's your perspective of, of what's happening? I think so many folks just trying to figure out, like, what the hell is going on? What is happening? Something doesn't make sense. What We're confused. One day is one thing. So much uncertainty, you know, COVID-19. And, and from a spiritual perspective, a medical perspective, a health perspective, so much fear, panic, et cetera, et cetera. So, could you just maybe provide your perspective of what you feel is going on on, on on a sort of evolutionary level for humanities, maybe a spiritual perspective, what you feel the opportunity is for us so that we can maybe navigate this time a little bit more uh, gracefully, perhaps, if that's a, if that's a, a possible. And then I want to explore some relationship uh, themes during this time. So give us some perspective. Well, that sounds a lot to talk about. The, um, <laughs> my perspective, one, one, as a kind of an overreaching ex, uh, perspective, is this is a global reset. Mm. In a sense, uh, Mother Nature 
you know, I know people do this and, and there's all kinds of mistakes and motives and everything's going on, but behind everything, the universe is intelligent. This is reset time. This is, let us, let us look at, I mean, from one perspective, the skies are so beautiful. I'm looking at these blue skies and the, mm. the white clouds, the beautiful green trees. Uh, it's like sparkling. Everything is sparkling. And this is the way the world used to be before we polluted it. And I think that uh, if, if we're not going to be concerned about what we're doing to the planet, Mother Nature is speaking up. The divine is having its way with us. So that's one perspective. Another perspective is uh, the challenges that we're facing. Um, you know, uh, a lot of the people that are dying, uh, there's a tremendous amount of loss and grief going on. And I know you know, but most people may not know. My, my wife of, of yes. 34 years, almost 40 years, we're together. Um, she passed a year and a half ago to cancer, and that was a traumatic experience. And I'm, I'm still, you know, I, I'm actually on vacation right now. I mean, for me, the, the reset is, is time to meditate, and I feel really good. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I, I have a savings account, and, you know, as I'm paying all my employees from my savings account now, <laughs> mm. I'm saying, well, what do you have that savings account for anyway? Mm -hmm. and, and they don't have savings accounts. So uh, I, I'm, I'm feeling good uh, and I have, I'm able to do all my practices and, and enjoy myself. So I'm, I'm really on vacation. So this is a very positive time for me. I do have my, a few of my down days when I'll click mm -hmm. back into, I miss my wife terribly. Uh, but, uh, you know, that was my life. She was my partner in life. And to lose that is major, major loss. So I know many people are, uh, have lost someone uh, and that's devastating. So mm. that's going on. Um, and if one reaches out to learn how to do the grieving process, you grow through it. This has been a tremendous growth experience. I'm now in a relationship and I'm a better person than I was with my wife. She would say I was really a great husband, but I'm so much better now. You know, when you lose that which is valuable to you, you value it more. My love for her has doubled uh, since she's passed. And I, I go back and I reflect, you know, there were so many sleepless nights reflecting on if I'd only done this, if I'd only done that, and this is what I commit myself to being a better person. Mm. So that's the grieving process. If people can go through that process, many people won't because they don't know how, and they'll, they'll be in tremendous suffering, but suffering helps motivate us to reach out and get help. Yes. Then, then there's, you know, the marriages now in Wuhan uh, after people started coming out of lockdown a divorce rate went from normally in Wuhan, they have an average amount of divorces, 12 a week in that mm. city. And it turned into third, 300 a week. Uh, it's still going. Uh, there's huge divorce. And it's going to happen this time as well. It's a wake-up call for everybody. And one way of looking at it, Kud, is that people say, well, you know, if you have issues, this is going to let you see what those issues really are. So you hmm. can do something about it. And the, the sad truth here is that 
what people do about it will be get a divorce rather than look at themselves and many times the absurdity of how we blow things out of proportion. Yeah. Some people just being together all the time will blow things out of proportion. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, mm-hmm. a healthy relationship to a great extent goes by the 80, 20 rule. And I talk about that in my books and I live it in my life. And mm-hmm. the 80, 20 rule is that 80% of your happiness needs to, and fulfillment in life, meaning in life needs to come independent of your spouse. So 80% mm. and 20% comes from your spouse. Mm. Uh, and that way, if your spouse is not available to you or they're having a bad day, you're not blown out of the water. Right, right. And right. another side of that is, you know, at my website, I also have a, a wellness center there where I talk about all the different nutrients that we need. And if you look on the physical body, uh, let's say your, your immune system's compromised. Well, one of the big problems there is you're deficient in vitamin D, sunshine, the mm. vitamin D form, uh, vitamin. Most people are, by the way. Uh, but when you're really compromised, uh, you're going to be more vulnerable with very low vitamin D levels. Not that that's the only thing, but let's just say you've got everything going in your life, but you're missing vitamin D, uh, you'll, be, you'll get sick. Mm. And then you take vitamin D and suddenly you'll feel better. But then maybe you ignore all those other things, <laughs> then you'll get sick again because it's never just one thing that provides our fulfillment. We're complex beings. We need all the vitamins. We need all the nutrients, vitamin C, you know, vitamin C getting it will save your life. But then if you don't have the other ones, it doesn't save your life. So our partners have the ability when we're the fortunate people that have this deep love who want love and they found it and they're able to create it and they may lose it, but that love, if we understand that you find someone, their job is not to make you happy. They have the power Mm. to make you happier, but they're not your source of happiness. Your life is the source of happiness. And that's the problem today. That 80% that that's not dependent on our partners to be happy. That's taken away for a lot of people. And, you know, I talk about how men need their cave time and men are from Mars. Well, where do you go? Cave time could be go out and play tennis with your friends or, you know, go hang out with the guys. Uh, but we're not doing that so much. Mm. And, there's, and if you're going to work to a certain extent, you need that time away from your partner so that now you're sponging in all the good energy of your life. So you're not mm. looking for so much from your partner. But when your partner is the only person there, yes. uh, there's a tendency to depend on them for too much. And what that would look like is any kind of blame you might have. Anytime you're blaming or having emotions of blame, like irritability, mm-hmm. grumpiness, rigidity, resentment, uh, mind thinking about, you know, I don't even know if I love this guy or this girl, you know, woman, um, mm. all those thoughts and feelings if we can just keep in mind right now, don't believe them. Don't, don't believe, believe yourself. Don't believe yourself. Don't believe what you're thinking and don't believe what you're feeling. Huh. You feel, oh, I don't feel my partner loves me. Don't believe it. You're in a state of imbalance. Right now we're out of balance and anything that comes out is not what we truly feel. It's not who we truly are. You might get in an argument with your partner and they say mean things. Right. Oh, finally, 
And then what people do, they say, oh, the true colors came out. You said it, you said it. <laughs> no, that's not the true colors. That's what happens when their brain is not functioning correctly. Mm-hmm. That's what's mm-hmm. happening when things get blown out of proportion. It's mm-hmm. like take a little feeling and magnify it times 10. That's what happens when you're looking uh, for too much from your partner, which tends to be automatic. Uh, you know, mm. let me give a simple example story when I first sort of hooked into this idea mm. uh, of men in their caves. I'm writing in the living room uh, mm-hmm. on the computer and the kitchen's right next to that. My wife is, you know, with the kids and she's making something and uh, she'll come in and talk to me, then go out and come in and talk to me. And, you know, when you're really focused and somebody interrupts you, you, you feel a little annoyed, you know, a little irritation. It's just, you don't go, oh, good, I have a moment to break and change the subject completely. You want to stay in your flow. And so she would notice a little annoyance and irritation, and it wouldn't be a big deal. You know, I would still stop and listen, whatever, and get back to my task. But what happened is she started feeling really ignored by me all the time. Here's this guy sitting six yards away from me and he's ignoring me and ignoring me. Mm-hmm. And one of the needs that women have for hormonal balance is to feel seen. Mm-hmm. That's why they have more big, uh, bigger wardrobe. <laughs> Look mm-hmm. at me, they have more jewelry. Look at me, mm-hmm. see me, I sparkle. Mm-hmm. Uh, they get their hair done more often. They have different amount of shoes. It's see me. For men, it's see what I do. You know, Look mm-hmm. at my car. Look what I can afford. Look at how much money I make. Look what I can accomplish. Look what a good doctor I am. Look what a good plumber I am. Look what I can accomplish. That We want to be seen for what we do. To yes. a great extent, women want to see me and look into me. What am I feeling? What am I thinking? Touch me, see me, touch me, feel me, hold me, protect me, uh, and serve me, do things for me. And so there you are, you know, when you're feeling, I need help, and he's just sitting there ignoring you. (laughs) The tendency, if we're not in hormonal balance, is to take it personally. Mm. That's where all the problems happen. If I'm not getting what I want from my partner, they don't love me. And then if they don't love me, I can't get what I want. Therefore, that amplifies that feeling of being ignored. Mm. And that's, what, that's what's happening here uh, to a great extent. That one mm. little rub, which is he's going to need his time to pull away. Mm. Uh, because, you see, men need 10 times more testosterone than women for well-being. And women need about 10 times more estrogen for well-being. For women to feel in love, they need 20 times more estrogen. And for men to feel in love, heart wide open, they need 20 times more testosterone. Just feeling good is about 10 times, but Mm. really opening your heart is 20 times. Mm. Now, if you're not out working 80% of the time or you have a whole life, your your testosterone levels drop. And and typically the way men after a stressful day, you make testosterone to cope with the stress, but then you – use it up. And so mm-hmm. one of the ways you rebuild testosterone, and this is, this is a fact, is that if you do some challenging activity or entertaining activity that doesn't cause you stress or you're relaxing, your body will rebuild testosterone. And that's cave time. Mm-hmm. But if you're, if you're involved in an activity that's making estrogen, you don't make more testosterone. You don't build up your testosterone efficiently. Yeah. So men are going to need a greater amount of K time. And what allows women to have their well-being is 
relationships, relationships mm. with an S, lots of relationships with the garden, with nature, with their health, with their body, with their wardrobe, with their children, with their spouse, with their mm. friends, with their education, with their spirituality. That's relationships. Right. Women need all that. And suddenly a lot of that's taken away. And mm. she's looking at him and he's in his cave and he, she's feeling disconnected. So oh, connection yeah. is essential for her. So mm-hmm. this is a formula for disaster oh uh, for couples. Now for single people, it's, it's more rough. Huh. It can be more rough. But after we finally get out, they're going to want to be in relationships a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so, 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 so during this time, I mean, this is really interesting. I mean, John, you triggered like 1,700 questions here. But, but like, so during this time, it's a little rough because men aren't kind of necessarily fulfilling their own need. It, they're not able to go to work, uh, the feminine also. And so now there's this situation, lockdown, quarantine. And what's the best way to navigate that now that, let's say, a couple is stuck at home all the time? Guy can't go out, express himself through his work and what have you. And, you know, maybe the feminine doesn't you know, not able to go out and relationships have been limited in terms of having to stay at home. How, how does one, how do we relate now for this period of time, whether it's weeks, months, whatever it is, so that we don't drive each other crazy or, you know, break up relationships uh, that maybe don't need to be broken up. Yeah. You know, this is uh, amazing understanding to help us. Mm. Uh, it, it's, it's not a simple solution. Okay. That's why <laughs> I mean, people are intelligent. We're, we're, we're cast into a very difficult challenge and I'm going to give directions on how to get out of it. But first yes. of all, you have to understand what's going mm. wrong before you can fix it. It's really important to understand because we're going wrong. We have to realize what we're doing, which is a mistake. And some things are really hard to correct. For example, if mm. I'm watching TV and I'm not busy working or whatever, and I'm watching TV, suddenly you start seeing people, the commercials about food or someone's eating a food. I get hungry right away, <laughs> right? I mean, that's, that's, you, you, you suddenly, if you're in the kitchen all the time, uh, you're going to want to eat more food. Uh, it's like if you're with your partner all the time, that's a metaphor, by the way. If you're with your partner, you're going to want more from them. We're feeling this emptiness inside, which is hard. It's abstract. And so we want more from our partners. So we have to recognize that wanting more from our partners right now is off limits. Don't believe what you think you want. You're, you're off. What you want is uh, uh, not more from your partner. You feel you want more from your partner. It's like if I'm sitting around the kitchen or I'm watching TV and I'm not working, I see a food. I say, oh, I want to go. I want to go have a beer. You know? I want to go have another drink. I want to go eat, eat mm. more, more dessert. You know, you just, you see it, you want it because you're not already fulfilled inside. You're empty. So mm. you'll grab at anything that in the past has given you pleasure. Well, so you're going to grab to your partner to give you more and your brain goes, they're not giving me more. They, well, mm. what's wrong with them? They don't love me. So uh, I'm saying several times, it's the beginning of the solution, which is don't believe what you think or feel. Second, how, what, what's happening is we're in a fight or flight mode. That's the amygdala fires when we're there uncertainty. We started out talking about a tremendous amount of uncertainty. And then when the 80-20 rule isn't being fulfilled, as we talked about before, 
then you start having this uncertainty if you can get what you need from your partner. Because you can't. You can't get 100% from your partner. You can get 20%, basically. Hmm. They're, they're vitamin D. You also need A, B, C, D, E. <laughs> hmm. And they're one vitamin. But you need all the others. And you're not getting all the others. So you feel this emptiness. And you're looking to them, good old vitamin D, to give you what you need. So... That's why you can't believe what you think or feel right now. You're, you're off balance. Mm. So that's the uncertainty, the uncertainty of the time, the uncertainty of our economics, the uncertainty of whether my partner loves me, whether I'm with the right person, whether I'll ever find the right person. Uh, that, that is a big thing that triggers the amygdala. Now, the amygdala in women increases emotional blood flow eight times. Okay, that's the difference between men and women. When the amygdala first fires in men, it causes no blood flow to the emotional part of the brain. Men mm -hmm. detach. With the first stage of stress response for a man is detachment. And the first stage of a stress response for women is emotions. The second stage for men is if the problem is unmanageable, he doesn't have confidence to solve his stress, then he becomes emotional. And for mm. women, if she's more emotional, then suddenly she realizes, I can't get what I need. Then she detaches and becomes less emotional. <laughs> so, mm. so this is like the paradox, okay? So if my experience, you know, there's a, uh, in a man, if, if the danger is big and we don't know how to handle it, then our testosterone, which keeps us cool, calm, and collected, centered, everything's cool. Testosterone now converts into estrogen and we become hot. Mm -hmm. uh, we get angry, we get defensive, we get moody, we get depressed. Every man who's depressed has low testosterone and higher estrogen levels, period. Mm -hmm. That's fact. That's fact, folks. And so what do you do, men, if you're not having, your heart is closed, meaning we're not feeling love, loving, then what we need to do is we need to withdraw from trying to interact, looking to our relationship to make us happy and mm. do something to rebuild our testosterone. See, that's the whole thing is you got to know mm. where to go. Okay. So mm. right now I'm upset with my partner. So what would that look like? Well, one of yes. my clients He's over here saying, you know, my wife is just so negative. I'm so loving. I'm so positive. I'm positive all the time. But she just like everything's a downer and she complains and she's critical and nothing seems to make her happy. You know, right. I'm, I'm positive. She's negative. And I go, you sure sound negative to me. <laughs> right. But he thinks he's so positive. And um. many women can do that as well. I've seen women where they'll, they'll say, I'll say, now let's look at some of the issues in your life other than your husband. And they'll say, oh, everything in my life is perfect. I have a great life. I love my job. I love my children. I love my friends. I love my nature. Everything is fine except my husband. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so what happens, what's going on there is, and, and she feels she's so such a good person, but she's just, and what you'll also say is, and for many years, I've been giving and giving and giving. I'm just the most loving wife ever. And I've just, I give up, you know, he doesn't give me anything. He's a zero. Mm -hmm. Well, if you think your husband's a zero, you're not loving and you rationalize it and say, well, look, he's not doing anything for me, but it's mm -hmm. your lack of love that doesn't motivate him to do things. You see what we do with our negative beliefs 
is we just look for evidence and then we withhold our love. And then by withholding our love, we will get the same thing over and over and over. If we're annoyed by something our partner does, they tend to repeat it over and over and over. It's the same thing. What you resist will persist. They will get stuck in it. That's the power we have. And I'll give you examples. People Mm. go, how do you know that? Okay. Mm. Take a woman, for example. She's upset. And I say, honey, you should not be upset. And give her all the reasons why she shouldn't be upset. She Mm. will become more upset because I'm trying to change how she feels. That's typically where women are most vulnerable is to this resistance thing. If men try to resist what she's feeling, she will feel more upset. Now, mm-hmm. if, a, if a man, men tend to identify more with our, with our doing. So when women try to change men's doing, what he's doing, you should do this, you should do that, you don't do this, how, why did you do that? That's resisting what he does. He will mm-hmm. resist you back. This mm-hmm. is, and we have to see that this is all not loving. We think of ourselves as loving but we're not actually giving our partners the love they need. So this, mm-hmm. is, this is like amazing information that wow. how, how would we know this if we don't have a study of how men and women are different? Because we can- is, there, is it just a side note? And I don't want to interrupt your thought. No, 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 go ahead. Really powerful, but is, is, there, is there like a, because so, I can hear someone asking, but John, isn't there like a reasonable amount of like, getting my get, get, getting my needs met in a relationship like you know the woman that's saying but i am loving and maybe like, like maybe if she's like you know 98 percent of the time loving loving giving giving and she's let's say she's with a guy who's selfish and really doesn't give her very much and you're saying well you're not being loving but it what is the line or what is the reasonable amount of like getting one's need met in the relationship it's a beautiful question absolutely yeah. and you see There's nobody that doesn't try hard in their relationship. Mm -hmm. That husband, actually, he's in his mind, he's doing what he, his best. Okay, we'll put it that way. And she's doing her best. Now, let's say, Coot, that we're coaching somebody on success, because I know you do that a lot as well. So, and they're just not successful, you know, and they're saying, why am I not successful? Now, whose fault is that? Mm. There's in the work world, we know that if you're not getting the results you want, you're doing the wrong things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's the way the world is. You can't, you, you don't go around blaming your customers. Right. <laughs> and everybody knows that if I'm not getting the results, I need to adapt. I need to change. I need to adjust my behavior, my attitude, my technology, my approach, mm-hmm. my skills, my talents. I need to adjust my expectations. Mm-hmm. I need to ex- adjust how much I want. Maybe I'm wanting too much. Mm-hmm. You know, how many people have low self-esteem because they're wanting themselves to be better than they are? Right. They beat themselves up. Right. And if you beat yourself up, you're certainly going to beat your partner up in many cases because if you mm-hmm. feel life is, you should be perfect, you're going to think they should be perfect. Mm-hmm. So there's a, a big variety here. But the bottom line is if we're coaching somebody to be successful, we've got to help them recognize what they need to do to change. Mm-hmm. Now, if a woman says to me or a man says to me, I'm doing everything right in the relationship. I'm not getting the results I want. <laughs> I say, what are you doing? Mm. And every time, every time in my experience, what they're doing doesn't work. And that's the, first of all, we know their partner did not respond. And the second thing is what they're doing doesn't work. Mm-hmm. It might work for them. See, this is, it's, see, when we give love, 
we start out wanting to give love and relationships because we anticipate getting love, first of all. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we anticipate, oh, my future is going to be wonderful. <laughs> right. It, it's literally like I've just gotten a check for a million dollars. <laughs> right. But I, before I cash the check, I'm going to start spending it. Okay. Yeah. So, so, so we freely give. We give so much in the beginning of relationships because we anticipate getting more. Mm. And in the beginning, we do get more because we're giving so much. And mm. then what happens is we stop getting as much and we start going to doubt and we start giving the kind of love and support that we would want thinking that's what they want. And when it comes to men and women, often the nutrients, the vitamins that men need more of are different than the vitamins women need more of. And that's true biologically. Men need a lot more zinc than women. And if he doesn't have zinc, he's not gonna make testosterone, he's not gonna have libido, he's gonna be more passive. So he needs more zinc. And you know, she needs more magnesium. Mm. Women need a lot more magnesium than men, not calcium, by the way. They need magnesium. Mm. And if she doesn't get more magnesium, she's going to be an unhappy camper. Mm. So that's, these are biological realities. Yes. Well, it turns out that love's the same way. So we look at love. I don't feel loved. That's a big word, love. So let's break it, let's break it down. There's Think of love like ice cream, because uh, I love ice cream. and can mm. all relate to ice cream, most of us. And I love ice cream. Well, there's vanilla and there's chocolate. You know, there's chocolate chip. There's Rocky Road, you know. <laughs> there's, there's orange. There's, there's all kinds of varieties of ice cream. So love has got lots of varieties. And it turns out that three, if we break it down so it's not 100 different kinds of love, let's simplify it. You know, there could be more than what I'm saying. And I've written about more. But you want to give you some tools here. Three kinds of love increase testosterone. Mm. Three kinds of love increase estrogen. Huh. Now, what hormones do women need to feel good? They need 10 times more estrogen than men. Mm -hmm. They need 20 times more estrogen in order to be in love. Mm. Men need 10 times more testosterone to feel well-being. And he needs 20 times more to be in love. So wouldn't it make sense if there's certain kinds of love that increase testosterone that women ought to focus on doing that? Mm. What are the three kinds of love that, that, that let's say? Yeah, that yeah. Well, so, so just that we, before we get to that, we've got to build it up a little bit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> if, if three kinds of love, if vanilla ice cream is your favorite as a woman and you love your partner and you don't really understand that he is really very different from you, you might think, mm. oh, he needs vanilla ice cream. You know, this mm. was, I learned this because my wife, Bonnie, she does not like uh, carbonated drinks. She doesn't like uh, champagne, for example. Uh, she doesn't like a carbonated uh, anything. Mm. That's just her thing. And I love carbonated champagne. I love carbonated drinks. I'm really into that. <laughs> <laughs> it was years. I remember on our fifth anniversary or sixth anniversary, I created this whole romantic thing. And, and they said, oh, we'll deliver champagne to your room in a silver container. <laughs> and, and I said, oh, it was very good. I said, no, no, no. I, I'll, uh, my wife doesn't drink um, champagne. And then they say, oh, well, we have bubbly apple juice. I said, okay, oh. put that in there. <laughs> so there we are. I had the champagne glasses. We're going to drink our bubbly apple juice. And this, she's uh -oh. a sweetheart. You know, she's, she put it to her lips and she smiled. And then I said, oh, I forgot. 
This is oh. five years into the mirror. How many oh times gosh. did I forget? So <laughs> my tendency is, oh, I love this so much, I want to give it to her. But mm. it's not necessarily what your partner needs. And there's really no education out there about what is it that men need most? What is it that women need most? Mm-hmm. And in the past, I wrote this in Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus. And, you know, some of the universities, which were generally against my work, mm. they, were, they would say, oh, but I, you say women need this. I don't need that at all. I don't want that at all. I can do that for myself. I said, okay, that's fine. You're mm. not one of my clients. But mm. this is what, what happens is they dispute it because not everybody relates to what I'm saying. Because mm. today, one of the challenges for women is they're more on their male side. Yes, right, right. And to go to their female side doesn't feel comfortable. It makes them feel weak. Mm. And so they feel to get respect, you must be more masculine. I make money, Mm. I'm an expert. And there's nothing wrong for women of being on their masculine side, except that Mm. if you're not also balanced on your female side by making enough estrogen, you won't be in love Mm. and you won't be happy. And there's so many very independent, successful women I know who are single and they can't fall in love. Mm. No man will rise to their expectations and requirements and they're not good enough. And often sometimes meant intellectually, they will say, you know, everything's great about him. He's got a good job. He's very educated. He's good looking. He's very supportive. He's very friendly. I just can't get really excited about him. I can't fall in love. I don't know why. Mm. Now Mm. this typically happens for women Uh, as they're beyond menopause because their estrogen levels are lower. You Mm. have to really have a skill of how to produce estrogen, particularly as you get to your 40s and 50s and 60s, to keep those estrogen levels in balance so that your testosterone doesn't suppress it. Mm. Testosterone, estrogen are like opposite forces. Estrogen goes up in a man, his testosterone goes down. Testosterone is being produced in a woman's body. She's not making estrogen. See, Mm. testosterone gets produced when I can do it myself. Estrogen gets produced when I need help. Okay, Mm. just uh, take that in for a minute. How many women today go, I don't need any help. I can do it myself. I don't need help. So you're you're saying that women just in in just the culture, life, you know, work, are actually developing, creating more testosterone in their bodies from just life conditioning growing up, yes? Yes, yes, that's what's happened today. That's why I wrote mm-hmm. the follow-up to Men Are From Mars 25 years later is beyond Mars and Venus. We no longer mm-hmm. have these more traditional roles which have their own challenges. Now we have this new world where women are more masculine and men are more on their female side. Mm-hmm. Their testosterone levels are much lower than they used to be and this is fact. And women's mm-hmm. test and estrogen levels are much lower than they used to be. And this is fact, particularly mm-hmm. when a woman is unhappy and particularly when a man is unhappy. When they're unhappy with each other, you'll see their hormones are not in balance. Mm-hmm. So what can we do to balance that? Well, it turns out love, yes. love is the best way to increase mm-hmm. the hormone stimulation, not having to take hormones and there are certain things that interfere with your hormone production, but we'll put that to the side. The love, mm. which is the most powerful to correct this situation, is what kind of love increases estrogen? Well, this mm. is what I learned. I didn't know about the estrogen at that time, but it's a big theme in my book, which is in Men Are From Mars. Women came to me in counseling and they'd always complain, my husband doesn't listen. My husband doesn't listen. So I thought, you know, 
I'm just going to practice listening. And they say, oh, he's, he's always wanting to solve my problem. You know, can't he just listen, understand what I'm going through? And I would just say, okay, I'll just try this to the, I'll take it to the nth degree. And I would literally ask questions. I got really good at asking questions. And they would keep saying to me, well, how do I change him? What do I get? How do I get him to do this? Well, he says this, he does this. And, and I said, okay, well, we'll get to solutions later. I need to first understand how you feel about this and understand mm-hmm. your childhood and your background. And then I'll be able to give you really mm-hmm. great solutions. So mm-hmm. I just had to say that because they thought what they needed was solutions. But what they were saying mm-hmm. all the time is he doesn't listen. He doesn't listen. So I was mm-hmm. just, I found a way for 50 minutes to listen and probe deeper and deeper into what she was thinking, what she wished, what she's feeling, what she felt in the past, when he does Mm. this, when he does that, how that makes her feel, how that's related to her own past experiences, to her childhood, to her parents, how Mm. does that look like their parents? And and what would happen without offering any solutions to her (laughs) to change her behavior, to change her husband, what can I do to change him? Without any of that, she would come in unhappy, and leave happy and come in unhappy and leave happy. And then, (laughs) and then after many sessions, it was never about how do I change my husband? It was about, we need to, you know, talk more about how I feel because she learned, she learned how she felt and being able to talk about it in an uninhibited way with a compassionate, empathetic listener that she Mm. felt really good. And, and then what would happen as she started feeling very good, her husband naturally changed. And then they'd want to come back for more counseling. And I'd say, no, you don't have problems anymore. I asked, you know, have be, they have to have big problems and then I'll help them. But just to have that support. And then some women would say, well, why, you know, why can't my husband listen to me like the way you do? And I say, <laughs> I say three reasons. Okay, here they are. One is when you come into my office, you complain about your husband or your life, and it's not about me. Mm. If you complain to your husband about him, he's not going to listen, period. You can't expect somebody to listen empathetically when you're complaining about them, particularly a man. Let it go. Forget it. Not going to happen. And so how do I get him to change? (laughs) How do you get anybody to do something for you? You give them love, you appreciate them, and you ask for help. And it turns mm. out that when you ask for help, it raises a man's testosterone if you do it in a tone of voice that says, I anticipate you doing it for me, which is called trust. I trust you. And I appreciate you. And I don't demand perfection. It's a tone of voice. It's all mm. in the tone of voice that says, I appreciate I accept when you make mistakes, you don't have to be perfect. And the other one is, and I trust you, that's why I'm asking. I trust that you care. How many times do women not ask for help? Yes, yes. What they Mm. realize when you don't ask for help, you're sending a message to man you don't trust, he wants to help you. And Mm. then many women will say, he doesn't want to help me. And then I explain, he does want to help you. It just, he has to know that you need help. Well, I don't really need help. He should help me. No. (laughs) Testosterone is produced in men or women. Testosterone is produced when you feel you are needed and you are capable of providing the solution and you anticipate being rewarded for it. Now get that word, anticipate being rewarded. 
women will go, well, why should I reward him? I do more than he does. I said, <laughs> and so it's basically, it's like a man goes to work and he doesn't get paid. He's not going to go to work. He didn't have the energy to go. He didn't have any energy in it. He needs to be rewarded. And so do you, if you're on your male side, you want to be rewarded. And many women are on their male side. So they say, why should I reward him? I should be getting the reward and I'm not asking for the reward. Well, oh reward gosh. actually bumps up testosterone. And that's reward. not what you need as much. Now, you might need that to survive, make money at, at your job. No problem with that. That makes your testosterone. But, and testosterone feels good to both men and women. But estrogen, and estrogen feels good to both men and women. Mm-hmm. But when you're looking for rewards, you're making testosterone. When you're needing help, Mm. When you're dependent on someone for help, when you actually feel, I need help, I would love to have help, I enjoy getting help, I would like to have help, all of those feelings, if you get help then you're, and you anticipate getting help, your estrogen levels go up. Okay, so John, you're just like breaking stuff down. So, so I don't know, you're just dissecting things so powerfully here. Quick question before you continue. So, so let's say, okay, a woman is hearing you. And she's like, oh, okay. Uh, asking for help, trusting man, needing, you know, bumps up the testosterone uh, inside of him, increases my estrogen. So, but how can a woman who, let's say, you know, she, she is independent. She's like, John, I'm a freaking independent woman. I don't need help. I can do it myself. And you know what? I, I don't want to be dependent on a man for, for, for money, for, you know, for, for, for my happiness. You're, you're saying don't be dependent, 80-20. And so here's the question. How can a woman who is strong and powerful, independent, self-sufficient, you know, self-fulfilled, um, uh, need, allow herself to need help without becoming disempowered? Do you get what yes, I'm asking? I totally get it. I totally get it. Address that for the woman that's the independent woman that is listening, going, I don't know, John, you're rubbing me a little, you know, you're like needing help. That word, I don't like that word. So I know they don't like it at all. Yeah, yeah. It's understanding what she needs. You see, when you're on your male side, it's hard to know what you need on your female side. And all of women's needs today, to a great extent, have changed. Mm. And they haven't realized what they need. Now, those women, I told you an example that came to me for counseling. They discovered that what they needed, they didn't know right away. They discovered that what they needed was not solutions to the problem. Mm-hmm. But what they needed was to be able to talk about their feelings. And talking about your feelings is, for most men, is like a waste of time. You know, man, <laughs> when a man comes to coaching, counseling. He wants solutions. He wants a strategy. He wants me to point out to him, hey, man, you're doing this. That doesn't work. You need to do this. Mm-hmm. That's what a, what a man needs. And mm-hmm. a woman also needs that to a certain extent. When her heart is open, she's able to receive that guidance. Mm-hmm. Or I could give her the guidance of what to do, but it would never work unless her heart is open. Because what men need from women, the reward men get from women by doing things for women, serving women, providing Mm. for women, listening to women, doing things for her, what we all, sacrificing what we want for her, which is a great joy Mm. if you feel Mm. you're gonna get rewarded for it. Mm. That's a great thing about men, that's what we're about. But when we don't get rewarded, and the reward can only come from somebody who says, I need your help. Mm. You see, if, if, when you're, if, if you think about food, okay, so, and we're talking about love, 
if you're if you go for two days without eating food, whatever you eat on that second or third day tastes like the best restaurant in the world <laughs> because you need to eat. You're hungry. And if you don't feel your need for support, no man's going to support you. Mm. You can't reward him. You can't give him the love he needs. You think you're doing all this stuff for him. You're doing stuff for him. Mm -hmm. But what he needs is you to allow him to do for you and to appreciate what he does do for you even before doing more. Look at what he does do for you and be happy with that. Be appreciative of that. Be accepting of that and trust that he will do more if you give him the appreciation for what he is doing, what he has done. Fill him with the love he needs to bump his testosterone up. Then ask for more in small increments. Now, that's the strategy. Mm. Now, but I want to answer the question for the woman. It's hard to hear when I say, oh, that you need something. Because what traditionally, we were a different culture. In the past, women needed men for money. Yes. Women needed men for protection. Women needed men for logic. You know, mm. a, lot of, a lot of this is true. Often women go, oh, you know, I feel like I'm going to faint. You know, I, I, I can't handle politics. I mean, that was a reality a long time ago in certain parts of the world. Mm -hmm. And that was because women's estrogen mm. levels were too high. Mm -hmm. Now they balance out. Now I want my testosterone to be up there. The male side of us is logical, linear. It sacrifices. It works hard. It seeks reward. All these masculine qualities, mm. women have moved over to the male side. Now, what is, what is, what are they, what's their female side need now? Because see, mm. they've changed. Well, Maslow described this phenomena to a certain extent back in 1940. He talked about a hierarchy of needs. And that when your basic needs for survival and security can be fulfilled, particularly by yourself, then what occurs is your emotional needs become a priority. That's never been the case. Now, I saw that in my own life. One time, Bonnie and I were in sort of a, uh, a little couple's argument type place and mm. not feeling very connected to each other. Not feel, I wasn't feeling appreciated. She wasn't feeling understood. Because what women need for estrogen is to feel safe, that they can express what they feel and think. They need to feel, I care about what she feels and thinks. She needs messages that I understand what she's going through and she needs my respect. So mm. respect is such an important emotional need for estrogen, which is why in a world which only respects money, women have become more masculine because that's how you get respect. But it's, not, it's like you earn it as opposed to respect is something people deserve without having to earn. You say, that earn. Again. say that again, John. Respect is respect what's is something that every person deserves every per mm -hmm. without having to earn. You know, mm -hmm. people say, oh, I, you earn my respect. Well, you can certainly earn more respect, but everybody deserves. We live in a society where our goals and ideals is everyone should be equal. Everyone should have equal opportunity. Now, we don't always manifest at that. But the female side of us is the part of us that deserve, that needs to produce estrogen is when someone respects me. See, when I take care of my children, I'm going to sleep and they're crying in the night. I get up in the night and go hold my child. What am I doing there? I'm making a sacrifice. I'm glad to make that sacrifice, but mm. I want to sleep. I don't want to get up, <laughs> but, <laughs> but I get up and I'm happy to do it because I know I'm needed. That's called respecting. That's respecting. And what 
what then, you know, my wife appreciates me enormously for doing that. That's also mm. one of the motivations is she mm. thinks what a great husband I am that I'll do that because to make her life more comfortable. She doesn't go, well, I did it last night. He should do it tonight. We're all equal and the same. We're not the same, right, but we right. deserve equal respect. And it's not that men don't need respect. We do. Everyone deserves respect, but women need it more. Because at respect, when you honor someone with a priority, estrogen goes up. Now, that's a little confusing because sometimes we mm. respect the people we appreciate a lot. Yes. So if I appreciate someone, then I also tend to respect them. But it works like this. If, you, if, if I'm an entertainer on stage, you'll see this all the time. You know, you go to a great theater or something, mm -hmm. and you just, that was a great show, and everybody is just thrilled, and they're clapping. What you're doing when you're clapping is you're appreciating what these people have done for you. They've just given their talent and their energy and their, they've done a, created a beautiful evening for you. So what you naturally feel, because they're serving you, mm. they're serving you, they're respecting your need. You paid money. I'm going to give you everything I got. That's called, they're respecting mm. you. Then you appreciate back. Appreciation comes enormously. Hmm. Then after you clap for them, what do they do? They bow to you. They bow. That's the ultimate respect. That's a man kneeling before his wife proposing marriage, hmm. totally respecting her and her feeling loved. Because when you honor a woman in that way, by making her needs a priority over your own. Now, I don't, I don't want to do this, but hey, if it's going to make my wife happy, I will do it. And ultimately, that's what men have been doing for centuries. We do all these difficult, dangerous, dirty jobs right. because that's we right. came home and our wives appreciated us for it. You know, <laughs> they, mm -hmm. they loved us. I'm like, look, what I, I'm so lucky to have this guy who will go out and do that stuff because I get to be with my little children, take mm -hmm. care of my children mm -hmm. and have my community and whatever. And men went out and did the dangerous, difficult jobs. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying being a parent isn't difficult. It certainly is today a lot more than it used to be. When I go down to the Amazon, I see women looking like they're in heaven. You know, they're in the garden. They're with their kids. No mother's having to raise her children alone. There's a whole community of women raising those kids. And, you know, and, and there's a peacefulness to all of them. And there's a peacefulness to the men because they're going out in the dangerous jungle and they're doing what they do. And they come home and they're celebrated. They're mm. getting the appreciation that they need by being good providers. Now, Today, we are evolved species. We're not the yes. same species. I, as a man, have a female and male side, higher consciousness. The more spiritual you are, the more enlightened you are, mm -hmm. the more advanced you are, depending on your terminology you want to use, you have greater access to both your male and female energies. Mm. So we have that access. I'm speaking right now in the flow. You do all the time in the flow. That means you have your, both your male and female energies together. Mm. A symptom of that is I work hard and I love it. Yes. I had the, the love is the estrogen and the working hard is the masculine side. But when a woman works mm. hard and then comes home and is not saying, God, I had a great day today, I'm loving it. That means she wasn't making estrogen during the day. And that's tough to do mm -hmm. in a world that gi gives you respect for being masculine. And she needs respect. Mm. So the kind of loves that women need that men don't understand at all is she needs to feel you care, you understand, and you respect. That's the priority for women. 
Mm. How many books on gender are so misleading? They all say, oh, women, you just have to understand what men need most is respect. No, women need respect. You know, Aretha Franklin, R-E-S-P-E-C-T. That was the, mm. that's, the, that's the reality. That's what a man's life is about, is right. a good man uh, is yes. honoring others. Care, understanding, and respect. The fact that open, the fem, it produces estrogen inside of the feminine. Yes, yes. Because, okay. see, when a woman feels you care, then it's safe for her to say, will you help me? Ah, uh, huh. When a, when a man is understanding that, oh, you are working really hard, you need help. Not because you can't do it yourself, but because your life would be easier if I offered my help. You mm. see, that's understanding. Also, very powerful is when women can reveal the emotions. Because the more a woman's on her male side, she will tend to not reveal her vulnerable emotions because they make her look weak. Mm-hmm. Okay, I feel so frustrated. I don't know if I can do this. I'm not sure I can do it. These are emotions. Now, men don't have those emotions under moderate stress. Women have eight times more emotion under moderate stress. You can measure the blood flow in her brain to the limbic system where the emotions are. But what a woman will do is cut it off. That's called repression. That's called suppression. She doesn't even know she's having some of those emotions if she's very much on her male side. So Mm. psychology has built this whole framework saying, hey, you need to talk about those feelings. Otherwise, they build up inside and raise your stress level. You need to share that. You need connection. You can't just hold that all inside. Mm -hmm. But the mistake of modern psychology is to think that applies to men. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) So what what do men need? You said care, understanding, and respect the feminine. Just just, what was still kind of there. Men need to feel feel appreciated, accepted, just the way they are. You don't have to change me. There's no need to change me or improve me. I'm fine the way I am. What woman marries a man? She says, he gets the message that, gee, you know, she's not trying to change me. She's so happy with me just the way I am. Mm. That's where you start. And she appreciates what I do for her. And Mm. she trusts that I love her. And she trusts that my best is good enough. It's Mm. not like she's always doubting me. Well, you know, I could have got better. No, this is good enough. Mm. That's all we require. Trust that we're doing our best, accept our imperfections. We're doing our best and appreciate what we do. Mm. And when you can appreciate what we do, my gosh, it's the fuel that raises <laughs> testosterone levels. And this, it, is an, this is true. And there's a variety of ways to do that. But yeah. a woman can't appreciate what a man does for her. She can't accept him as he is. She doesn't trust that he loves her when she doesn't have enough estrogen. You need estrogen in order to feel love. And those are the kinds of love that when, you're, when your estrogen rises higher and higher, you begin to appreciate others more, you feel more gratitude, you feel more acceptance, and you have trust and optimism. Those are oh, all symptoms. John, can you just repeat that? It was, it was like, she can't, a woman can't trust or love a man if she doesn't have estrogen inside or, or right. enough levels of estrogen. No, you can't feel it. Estrogen is wow. feeling, feeling what I need, feeling what I like, feeling what I want. 
See, mm-hmm. if you feel the need for food and you get that need satisfied, you feel appreciation and love. You're not mm-hmm. going to look at that apple and appreciate it unless you can eat it. <laughs> or mm-hmm. you could have a whole banquet of food in front of you, but you've already eaten two meals. So you're full. You're not going to be able to appreciate. You have to feel the hunger in order oh, to yeah. feel the appreciation. That's and the estrogen reveals to you your hunger, your need, your wishes, your wants, and they're all need to be wow. fulfilled for you to wow. feel that love. Now, here's the magic thing here. Yeah. Okay. The magic thing is to understand how estrogen works. Mm-hmm. Let's say a woman feels the need for a little romance. Okay. Yes. Now, I can bring her 24 roses. And in my mind, that should be 24 points of estrogen. <laughs> right. But actually, I can bring one rose, and it has the same effect. Huh. Little things make estrogen the same as big things. Oh. Every act of love, action of love, scores equal in terms of estrogen, whether it's big or little. And mm. so I have so many clients where the, 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 a couple in the beginning of the relationship was really good, and then he becomes successful or famous, and it just goes downhill. Why? Mm-hmm. Because he thinks when your family is hungry and you don't have enough money and you're making money to feed, then your wife is very appreciative if she's dependent on you for money. But at a certain point, your financial needs have satisfied, are satisfied, and now he's making more money, 10 times more, 100 times more. Yes. In his mind, she should be 10 times or 100 times happier. Mm-mm. And so he shouldn't have to do anything like he did in the beginning when he was trying to woo her and win her over. These men say, what? You mean I have to do that? That's hard stuff. I go, no, it's not hard stuff. Mm-hmm. It's just your mindset is that you have to do big things mm-hmm. to, to win a woman's open her heart. It's a lot of little things. It's the little things. It's, it's the little things that have the power. Now, certainly a big thing is good too. And, and you, mm-hmm. you, you need a few big things from time to time. But yes. the thing that keeps the estrogen up and the hormones in balance is lots of little things if the woman is cooperating. Ah, if she has to cooperate. She has to feel the need for it, and she doesn't mm-hmm. feel the need if she's on her male side, and she's afraid mm-hmm. to need it because mm-hmm. if he doesn't provide it, it will hurt. So let's say feminine, the estrogen is low. She, she's, you know, way, she's in the space thinking about, you know, are, are there things that, Let's say she's in a relationship because we're talking about things I can do, the little things to maybe help enhance and you know romance, the little the, the little to enhance her. You could say increase her estrogen, which is beautiful. But uh, this is that being in a primarily male-dominated or in her masculine, you know, 50, 60 hours in the week comes home, she's estrogen is low, she's not feeling it, and so. Are there things that she can do within herself, whether she's in a relationship or not, to increase that estrogen? So she's not, let's say, just waiting for a guy to just provide that uh, boost, so to speak. And on the male side, are there things he can do within himself to increase his testosterone without waiting for the, for the woman to relate to him a certain way and trust or appreciate him that can help increase that uh, does that make sense? Like what things that can they do on their own? Of course. And that's why it's so challenging for couples right now when they're. Yes. 
so challenging. Because mm-hmm. see, it, when, I, when I'm out interacting in the world, 80% of my day is about helping other people, doing things, accomplishing things, mm-hmm. doing things for myself, learning new things, challenging myself. You know, these are all, if I do it well, testosterone stimulators. Stimulator. Now, I don't have that. Okay. So if, if particularly, you know, I do have it, by the way, I mentioned I'm doing quite well because I get to do all these podcasts. That's my work. Mm-hmm. I could be mm-hmm. writing a book right now. I'm researching another book. So my testosterone is doing quite well. But even when you're a man out there in the world doing things, uh, your testosterone is going to go up. You do run out of testosterone if it's stressful. And then mm-hmm. what you do is you go to your cave to rebuild it. That's mm-hmm. you doing something that makes you happy, that's challenging, but stress-free. That's called what men used to do and had a great noble reason behind it. It's called hobbies. Right, right. <laughs> you, know, you would actually put it on your resume. A workaholic was seen to be very ineffective, a man who worked hard, but also had hobbies Knew, mm-hmm. knew he was well-balanced. He can rebuild his testosterone by his mm-hmm. hobby. And so it's, that's cave time. And a hobby doesn't involve your wife, historically, because if it involves your wife and children, what occurs is you're making estrogen at that time. Anything to do with love and connection of an intimate nature is going to produce estrogen. Because we need love from our partner. We need that. So when we start feeling our our need for our partner to give and receive love, estrogen is being produced and testosterone is not. As Mm -hmm. estrogen goes up, men's testosterone tends to go down. And at a time when you're trying to rebuild testosterone, you disconnect from the people you love. So Mm -hmm. now you're just going to play some game or read the newspaper or watch the news, anything that gets your mind focused on solving problems or the old fashioned hobby, you know, that would keep your mind focused on solving problems, but there's no stress. Your body then starts to rebuild. Now I know you meditate, Coot. I'm a 50 year meditator. Actually meditation uh, is a major depending on the kind of meditation, but the more traditional meditations for men Mm. were designed for men. It's about emptying your mind, forgetting it, forgetting all your problems, Mm. doing a little mantra or doing a procedure so you can forget your normal responsibilities in life. And by emptying your mind, you actually rebuild testosterone. It's challenging to continue focused and doing your focus. You're doing your practice. That takes willpower. It takes a challenge to, and Mm. what happens is you rebuild testosterone. So that's another benefit for me. I work hard and I meditate and that's yes. my major. Also, if you work out in a gym, uh, any yes. type of exercise that requires willpower. So, you know, I do exercise. I do regular exercise too. I do yoga, but also I do, I have a bicycle and a spin bike in my house. And so I've doubled the time, you know, boy, my mm-hmm. legs are really sore, but I, I wanted to use my willpower because uh, mm. my life's so cushy right now. <laughs> normally, <laughs> normally I travel a lot, which I enjoy traveling, but also it's a lot of frustration and stress. You know, you yes. go through timing. Mm. Everything can go wrong when you're traveling. It tends to. Mm. And so you have to use your willpower and you have to use your power to not be upset about it. You know, no big deal, no big deal, no big deal, no big deal, no big deal. That for men, it's pushing away the estrogen, allowing you to push up your testosterone. No big deal, no big deal. Mm. That's why men make the mistake when women are upset. We say, honey, it's not a big deal. Don't worry about it. It's no problem. Hey, nothing we can do about it. So forget it. Those are Mm. all strategies that are helpful for men. 
not yes. for women. Mm-hmm. Now, now let's take this into the realm of for the therapist listening and so forth. There is a place for men to process their emotions. There's mm-hmm. no question about that. Uh, but it's a normal stress levels. This is how you process it. When you have higher stress levels, again, for men, that's where your estrogen levels start rising. Then processing your emotions is appropriate. And you do it in a way, in a masculine way, which mm-hmm. is you don't, you, you analyze what I'm feeling and what, is, what thoughts am I having that are creating those emotions. So it's analyzing mm-hmm. the emotions with the intention of letting go of the emotions because they're all overreactions. Let me emphasize mm-hmm. that again. Men, if you're upset about stuff now, you're overreacting. Don't believe Powerful. what you feel. Don't believe what you think. Analyze it until you see that your thinking is limited thinking. <laughs> you're just being negative. So let it go. Nobody's going to, you're not going to succeed at anything holding on to all that negativity. So you got to be a little tough on yourself. And actually, I don't look at it as being tough. I look at it as loving myself, analyzing Mm. what I'm feeling like a little boy. If I had a little boy and I was listening to his feelings, that's how I would do it. I would Mm. listen and analyze and help him let go of the negativity in a very nurturing way. So there's a place for men to do that, but not talking to their wives. Mm. Say, you know, women want to know what men feel. Men, wait till your feelings are positive and she'll be happy to hear what you feel. But when men mm. are feeling in their cave, women want to go in there and mm. what are you feeling? What are you feeling? Because they're terrified that you don't love them and you're mm. upset with them. And, think, and she thinks that if you talk to her about it, that you'll feel better. And you shouldn't because if you talk about your feelings, your estrogen levels are going to go up if you're stressed. Now, if you're not stressed, you're not in your cave, talk about what you feel because it's going to be positive feelings. So where is that line between, let's say, you know, being open with your partner and and, and sharing? Share anything if you're open. Share anything if you're open, Coop. I'm almost hearing you saying, well, don't. Don't, don't share negativity with your, don't share, if you're, if you're feeling stressed, don't share that with your partner. I just want to clarify. If, if you're a man, and also for a woman, don't share it with your partner until he learns how to listen. What you mm. have to learn to do is if you're upset with your partner, don't share that with him. Share it with somebody else. You see, what happens is every time you share negative emotions to somebody because you want them to change, Okay, Mm -hmm. I'm upset with you for this reason. Why are you sharing that? You want them to change. You want to inform them. And that makes sense. I want to inform you that when you do this, it upsets me. There's nothing wrong with doing that if you do it when your heart is open and you're informing them rather than this state of demand, which is blaming, saying, unless you change, I won't love you. Unless you change, I won't be happy. You have to come to them with a heart open and happy and say, basically, you know, when you were two hours late, it really pushed a lot of buttons in me. And I just want to share with you how I felt, how I felt. Okay. Because I've already processed it. I've handled it. And the way you can do that, if you want to share your negative emotions that came up in reaction to something your partner said or did then the best way to do it, it says, there's a million dollar phrase. Every woman, you'll try this, you'll see, your husband will listen to you all the time. Drop it on us, Jim, drop it this on is, us. This is the phrase. The phrase is, I just want to tell you how I felt. It's not a big deal. <laughs> I just want to tell you how I felt. It's not a big deal. Yes. Do you notice how relaxed you will become if you say to him, 
if some woman says to you, look, I just want to tell you how I felt, you know, or when you do that, you know, you were two hours late when you do that. I just want you to know how I feel. You can just do, I want you to know how I feel. And it's not a big deal. And then now the next question women will say, well, what if it is a big deal? What if it is? I was about to ask you, what if it is a big deal for someone? Then your heart is closed. And you shouldn't be talking to them. You should talk to a therapist, a coach, until you get centered, until your heart's open to where it's not a big deal. Mm. I mean, it's a big problem, but you're not trying to push them off a cliff to get there. Look, this is not a big deal. Or you, if it is a big deal, you know, certain things which are huge problems, alcoholism, violence, affairs, you know, uh, complete yeah, yeah. problems that you really can't live with somebody, they're too messy or whatever, then what you, you, you can't do anything about that. Get that. You've, yeah. already, you've already stained the water. You have so much venom inside that nothing you say can be heard by him. Mm. See, yeah. it, these problems that people have, they start little and they get bigger and bigger and bigger. And when it gets to that point where it is a big deal, you need help. Yeah. You can't do it alone. See what happens when I have a couple and they're in front of me and they're talking. First of all, I'll listen to her separate. So she gets to hear a neutral listener. So where she, she gets to feel, well, I care and I understand and I respect her. That already is going to lower her stress levels. Then I get him in the room and I get her to communicate it with her partner and he gets to communicate back. But they never look at each other in the beginning. They look at me because mm. if they're looking at me, they can stay and it's not a big deal zone because they're yeah. not trying to change me because I'm not resisting what they say. Wow. If you criticize your partner, correct your partner, try to change your partner, withhold love from your partner, judge your partner, any of those things, you're resisting your partner. And when you resist someone, they resist back. That is the nature of relationships. Accept it. Now we have the biochemistry of it. We have the, mm -hmm. the, we have the, um, the neurophysiology of that, which is when you're in a fight or flight state, your brain particularly with someone you've had sex with, okay? As soon as you had sex with someone, you share a life with them, you care about them a lot, they're important to you, you're letting them affect you. Yes. If you're in that situation where somebody can affect you, see, somebody can walk by, you know, somebody gives me the finger, I said, yeah, so what? <laughs> I can care less you give me the finger. You know, why should that bother my day? I mean, some people, you give them the finger and they're going to get all mad and they're going to get fingered back. They're really in a fight or flight state. But you, to me, mm. give me a finger. I say, okay, good. See you later. Okay. Mm. But if my wife does it, because we're so connected, my reaction will be a mirror reflection of her. Yes. Okay. And this is called the neurons in the brain have mirrors. They're called mirror mm. neurons and they get activated in fight or flight. They also get activated with someone that we love, someone mm. we're connected to. And if, if, they're, if it's eyes of love looking at me, I love back. Everybody knows that. Somebody gives you a compliment. You are amazing, Coot. You're just so much fun to be with. Boom, you feel more friendly towards me. It's an automatic thing. We mirror back. That's just part of the brain which mirrors back. Well, if you're not trusting your partner, they don't trust you back. If you're angry with your partner, they're going to get angry back. If you resist your partner, they're going to resist whatever you say. That's the reality. The only way you can go beyond that is stop having sex with your partner. <laughs> and that's why couples stop having sex with their partner. They're just wow. tired of wow. having all these reactions or having a reactive partner. Wow. And so they become good friends or comfortable friends. And most people today say, I want the passion. I want to be alive. Well, mm -hmm. if you want to be alive, you have to learn how to have relationship skills to fulfill 
your emotional needs. Never before, get this, this is what we talked about before, for all those independent women, never before have women and men both required yes. their emotional needs as a primary need, just like I need to have a jacket when it's cold. I need to have a house I'm sleeping in when it's raining. Mm. I need to have food when I'm hungry. All, these are like basic needs that are priorities. When you have all those things, then these emotional needs become just as important as food. Mm. They just then though they're even more important because you already mm. got food. Now mm. that becomes the big important thing. And that's called the need for love. We all need love and we need it in a particular form if we're out of balance. Now, yes. if we're not out of balance, let's say a woman, you know, her estrogen levels are fine, then she's not going to need to talk so much and feel like I care that much. She already does. Mm. Okay. Then, we, then we're like the same, you know, basically we're going to feel, you know, we have all those needs because we need them all those vitamins. It's just men need yeah. more zinc. Women need more magnesium. I just want you to clarify what, what can women do? Cause you we were kind of touching on that within themselves so that they're not, let's say, waiting for a man or depending on a man to, yes, to yes, cultivate yes. their own testosterone, whether they're single or maybe married, but they're, they're working in a very uh, male, male culture in a very masculine way. How can they access their own estrogen? So they, yes. They okay. can find so whether they know it or not, they have a need to share what's going on inside of them with a person that cares. And if, if what's going on inside of them is only anger at their partner, then they can't share that with their partner because their partner is going to resist it and they're not going to feel heard. They're just not going to get the estrogen from it. So she needs to take her feelings, whether they be about work, about life, about the virus, about God, about flaw, anything in our life that's upsetting her. She needs to share that with somebody who will care and listen. That's a major estrogen stimulator. That's one. Two is she needs to find help. That means to ask for help. So mm -hmm. the way you can do that, whether you're alone at home or you're with a husband who's in his cave and not coming out of the cave because you have so much resentment towards him, he'll just stay in there. So it's love that pulls him out and love that pulls the love out of you. And this is how we both are. So what you need to do, what everybody needs to do at this time is recognize the most powerful stress reducer there is that balances your hormones is for women to learn something of value. Follow the guide of someone teaching you. It could be dance lessons. It could be cooking lessons. It could be gardening mm. lessons. It could be archery lessons. It could be spiritual philosophies. It can be meditation lessons. It could be an exercise video where someone's guiding you, a yoga class where someone is mm. guiding you, where you are depending on someone else's guidance in order to feel good. That mm. is a major estrogen stimulator. Now, if you were in normal situation, going to see a doctor will actually raise wow. your estrogen levels really high because you feel he has information that will help you. Educate yourself at this time. This is a time to reset and aspire to new things, learn new things. It activates your hormonal balance. Now wow. for men, same thing educate yourself in ways that will make you more successful or give mm. you more power. Do things that make you feel more powerful. That's mm. why I ride my bicycle more because afterwards I did more. Overcome resistance. Anything you're procrastinating, you have plenty of time now. So things that those little things that don't seem that important and you don't want to do them, 
the little things, if you overcome your resistance to it, are actually major testosterone stimulators. It's overcoming resistance to do things is a big testosterone producer. So exercise, overcoming resistance, uh, and learning new things. This is something we all have time to do, and there's so many things available online for us. What a golden mm -hmm. opportunity for self-help, developing ourselves, not looking to our partners for fulfillment. When you're feeling really good, then remind yourself of the three things that men need. Remind yourself of the three things women need and oh, demonstrate fine. a little of that. And I'll finish up, Coot, because I know we've yes. gone over time here. Yes. This is the game I invented during this time, and it's working fantastic. Okay, it's 20 minutes. What do men need to feel like heroes? That I am appreciated, that you trust and depend on me. You can ask for my mm. help, and I have the answers, right? Mm. So who can do that better than a genie? So this is called mm. a genie in the bottle. A genie comes out of the bottle. He says, your wish is my command. I'm here for you. What else do you wish? What do you wish? And so for 20 minutes, he is her genie, and her job is to rub the, rub the bottle so that he comes out of the, out of the bottle and does what she wants. And <laughs> what is rubbing the bottle? It's asking. He's not going to do anything unless she asks. And she has to be specific. And his mood is always, as you, as you wish, I would love to. What a delight for me to do that. I'm so excited to do this. Oh, I'm so glad I got to do this for you. And she says, oh, it feels mm. so good. Oh, I'm enjoying this orange juice so much. Oh, would you go now go upstairs and get the, um, the oils? I would love a foot massage. And he comes down with the oils. And then you say, oh, would you take off my shoes and my socks and then massage my feet? You get treated like a royal goddess, okay? A queen, an angel, mm -hmm. whatever. You do things, what he does for you for 20 minutes. And what's funny is after I explain this, some people say to me, well, what, now that's for her. What do we do for him? I say, that is for him. Every man is <laughs> Superman. He wants to be a genie. Look what I can do and have somebody appreciate him. And the mm -hmm. great news here is what I mentioned before is little things are just as important as big things when it comes to estrogen. So women ask for lots of little things, but it has to be within the 20 minutes. You can't say something like, you know, I want you to always remember to turn out the lights. No, that's tomorrow. That's later. It's things he can actually do for you now. And mm. big estrogen stimulator is she asks and she gets a favorable and immediate response. We're talking immediate gratification of whatever she asks for that he can do within that 20 minute time period. And ideally she uses that moment to not have to do things that she doesn't want to do. So she actually gets Aww. to enjoy his doing things for her. So that's got mm. a genie in the bottle, really fun Love to it. do. Single Love people, it. unfortunately, that's not going to work, but you can do the education thing. And that's really, really mm. key. I love it. John, you've broken down so much. I just, wow. I mean, I'm taking notes. Folks, if you listen to this conversation, the amazing John Gray, just breaking down some knowledge, wisdom, sharing with us. Uh, John, I just want to, as we wrap up, uh, just want to ask one quick final question. You can answer it however you want, and then we're going to wrap up and see how people can find out more about your work. Because I'm just thinking about, you know, couples stuck together as they're you know, maybe triggering each other and not getting needs met back and forth, maybe escalating into some arguments. It, let's say some, a couple has kind of escalated and just – they're in the fire of just screaming each other. Is there some advice you could give just real quick to those listening? Yeah, real, real to, quick. To, to de-escalate that. Okay. To de-escalate, to recognize when men talk, if they're angry and they talk, their estrogen goes up higher and higher and they lose their cool. 
He cannot be reasonable. He cannot be logical. He can't have his heart open if when he's upset, he talks. Mm. So women, do not ask him questions at that time. See, this is how we escalate is a woman will say something, a man will resist it, and then she will resist his resistance and try to get him to talk. And he will then try to be, he will become right, has to be right. He's expecting her to go, oh, what a great idea. Now I feel so much better. That will never happen. Mm -hmm. So just to know that when you get angry, men, if you talk at that time, basically what happens inside of a woman is complete shutdown. Because for a million years, if men are angry, people die. If women are angry, people don't die, generally speaking. So her key thing to be able to hear what you have to say, she mm. has to feel safe. <clears throat> if you're angry, say, we need to think about this, talk later. Let's not solve this now. Don't solve anything during this time. This is a time for self-development, not dependent on changing our partner. Be patient, back off from it, and know the way we escalate is both men and women are involved in it. Mm. Women will follow men. Men will often walk away and she'll follow and ask questions like, why are you walking away? Why won't you talk to me? What's wrong with you? Don't you love me? If you love me, he says, yes, I love you. I just need to go. No, <laughs> if you want to go, you don't love me. That doesn't mean you, mm. she engages because instinctively she knows that if she was to disengage and he was to calmly and say, honey, I'm, I'm really, I'm here for you. I'll talk to you here. Tell me what's going on. If she had somebody to listen to her, she would feel better. He's not the one to listen to her at that time. Don't make any decisions unless both your hearts are open. And if you're escalating, take a time out, time out. And both people are equally responsible. We're all grownups. If, if your partner's not taking a time out, you take a time out. And this was the way it used to be, Bonnie. Mm -hmm. If I started to get angry, I didn't understand all this. I thought anger is power. It's anger is actually weakness in men. Wow. When wow. men are, I would start to be kind of angry. She would just say, you're angry and walk out of the room. Just walk out of the room. I said, what do you mean? You're angry at me. Why I don't walk out of the room? <laughs> and she says, I'm not talking. I'm not talking. I'm not talking. Mm -hmm. uh, and if, if you're in your heart, I'll talk to you. That's it. And uh -huh. that trained me. I, she won't talk with me unless my, I'm in my heart. And so she took responsibility. And then later on, I took responsibility once I learned. Gotcha. I would just say, look, I'm starting to get a little upset about this. I need time to think about it. Mm -hmm. I need time to think. And that meant I'm going to my cave. And I'll be back. And she said something to me that changed my life. One time we were in a little bit of an escalation and I took time out. When I came back, you never had the conversation again right away. Maybe a week later or something, you approach that subject. You got to let things calm down, settle down. I always come back mm -hmm. and I'm more affectionate and calm and offer to help in some way. That tells her, look, I'm, I'm out of my cave now and mm -hmm. everything's safe. She needs, you know, she, it, it's terrifying to women deep inside, deep inside when a man's angry. And what she said to me when I came back that time, she said, I just want you to know how much I appreciate you going to your cave. You mm. saved me from the dragon. And I really appreciate that. I love you. Oh, that, that, it was deep healing for me because yeah. there's a part of every man that feels we're wrong if we walk away from an argument. Mm. We're shamed for walking away from an argument. We're a coward mm. if we walk away from an argument. We don't love her enough if we walk away from an argument, as opposed to I'm saving her from meeting the dragon inside of me. <laughs> I have to go handle the, the, the dragon, mm. and now I come back as the peacemaker and the lover. And that mm. made her feel safe. And that, mm. that was, I just saying that for the women, just to know if you can give a man a message like that, appreciate him for taking time out. 
rather than feeling so hurt that he pulled away, wasn't able to go through the whole thing and didn't hear you. This is what we need right now is a lot of timeouts. And ironically, that's the whole world, right? Is taking a timeout. Mm -hmm. Let's do it properly to Mm -hmm. use this time for our own personal growth, not dependent on our partner. And if we get crumbs, let's appreciate those as an extra. Amazing. John. Love you, man. This is uh, some, some deep bomb, truth bombs, so to speak. You're drawing wisdom and uh, I've received so much and everyone listening in has received so much. I want everyone to just benefit from you and your work. And what's the uh, website, best way people can find out about your work and what you're up to and share that with us so everyone can connect with you? Well, we have a huge amount of, of free videos at marsvenus.com marsvenus.com if you put minute from mars or my name usually my website will come up and at the website there's so much let me just give you an overview first of all there's a free course for everybody you can take it it's four different sessions and involves it's it's beautiful course whether one for single people one for married people one for men one for women and so that that course comes up for you and that will help you dramatically understanding how to improve your relationship then there's so many wonderful video blogs by me and my daughter, Lauren Gray. And then mm. there's also a wellness section. I encourage you to go there. Uh, if you're depressed, go look at my natural solutions for depression because sometimes we need extra supplements for that. And the most important is lithium orotate. It's the cheapest supplement you can buy. You go on there, you learn about it. It's not a drug. It's over the counter. It doesn't require prescription, no negative side effects. And it will help the brain from looping then there's a lot of other natural solutions for hormone balance and various things that can be helpful. And whether you order from my store or not, you, you can get the little video explaining why this could be helpful for you in various categories. So check that out as well. And uh, I just wish you all the very, very best and could always a pleasure to be with you. I'm wishing you the very best. Such a pleasure, John. I want to thank you for just your generosity. I mean, pour much wisdom and love and knowledge and insight into us all today. So thank you, folks. MarsVenus.com. Sorry, you know, I love John Gray. I love his work. And check out his website. uh, Sign up for his wellness advice and uh, the video series. Just make sure you read Men Are From Mars, Men Are Women Venus. Um, We'll put all of the links in the show notes. Also, folks, send me an email, coopblackson.com. I want to know your key takeaways. I have like 17 pages of notes myself for your key takeaways from today's uh, amazing episode with uh, John Gray. Uh, and uh, do me a favor, down this episode, subscribe, share it on your Facebook. Let, let everyone know about today's episode with John Gray. Sending you much love, folks. Stay strong. Be well. Big hugs. We'll catch you in the next episode of Soul Talk. Love now. If you've enjoyed this episode of Soul Talk, please do share the podcast with all of your friends. Let everyone know and make sure you download Soul Talk today. I'm looking forward to next week where I'll get to share more inspiration with you. Meanwhile, follow me on Facebook, Instagram, or social media. You can find out more about my work at www.coopblackson.com. If you feel ready to take your life to the next level, join me at my exclusive event in Bali, www.boundlessblissbali.com, where you can find out more and apply. Also, make sure to remember to download my free two-part video training series and learn the ultimate secrets to happiness and fulfillment at coopblackson.com. Sending you all big hugs and love now.